0: My Hello, and welcome to a Wednesday Agony on episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you. And this is our last Wednesday before Christmas Day. If you are someone who celebrates Christmas, then I hope you have got loads of podcasts ready. My podcast, obviously, to stick on with your wrapping, with your pre-prepping or whatever. And you can have me in your ears for the whole festive season. So let's see what you lot have been stressing about this week. The first question says,
1: Hi Lala, I've been with my boyfriend for over two years now. We both have kids from previous relationships and we all spend time together and it's always been wonderful. He's always been kind to me, but I've recently found out that he sends abusive messages to his kid's mum a lot. They aren't threatening, but they're extremely unpleasant, including some comments towards her appearance. And I've seen that she's also made comments towards my appearance, laughing at the state of me and saying how great it makes her feel and that she's superior to me. Their breakup was awful and involved family court and she admitted to lying in court about abuse in order to get full custody. They now share 50-50. She also sends horrible messages to him and has caused the children and him a lot of harm, but he never acts angry when he speaks about it, always only disappointed and upset. His messages to her are so angry though and whilst I don't disagree with the points he makes because of her behaviour, I absolutely don't condone the way he does it. It's just so shocking to me as it's so far removed from the way he is with me. I worry that the nice guy thing is an act and the only reason I've not seen this horrible side is because we're yet to have a proper argument. The messages are truly awful and not from the person I know. I can feel myself pulling away. I'm scared because I've been in in an abusive relationship before, I've just never seen the side to him and maybe it's because we've never really fallen out. I'm scared that one day I could be on the receiving end of this vile behaviour. Is it just bad blood between two people that hate each other
0: or is he the bad guy? This is a really tough one. And I can see why it's especially tough for you having previously been in an abusive relationship and obviously never wanting to be in one again. I feel like I have to be really super cautious with this answer that I give because I never want to be responsible for someone feeling like it's worth taking a risk about being in an abusive relationship. But in this particular scenario, we have some really big, strong pro factors which are that you've been together for two years which is a decent amount of time to get to know somebody you've brought your kids together and it's always been wonderful he's always been kind and you've never even had much of a falling out in that whole two years so this sounds like a really healthy loving stable relationship The red flags are his disproportionate anger towards the mother of his children. And it's obviously scared you. I can hear by everything you've said that this has been such a complete shock. And I can see why. You know, it's really difficult to see somebody that you know, in in one sense, behaving completely out of character. It's a real shock to the system. And I actually think it's brilliant that this has really tingled your Abusive relationship radar. You know, your antenna is going off strongly here. That you recognize that this is an unacceptable way to behave and that you're thinking about your own safety are all really good signs that you, you you know, you've obviously processed from your last abusive relationship. You obviously understand more about what red flags and stuff are and you're really paying attention to them. So that's really good. You're in a place where you're really prioritizing your own safety and your children's safety. What I would say is that this behaviour is not directed towards you and nor has it been. Rather than it sounding like abuse, the way that you've described it, it seems to sound like two people who are locked in an extremely toxic back and forth battle. When you've argued with somebody over the custody of your children, things can get really fucking ugly. There are a few things deeper than arguing with the parent of your child about your child and about childcare. Things can get really dark and messy. There is nobody that you can hate more than at those times when you are arguing with the baby father or baby mother, you know? It's a visceral fucking hatred. So absolutely fucking hating your baby mum or your baby dad, you know, the parent of your child after years of fallouts is nothing that unusual or surprising or shocking or worrying. And it does take a strong person who's processed their shit properly to not meet the other person where they're being met, you know, to not go low when the other person goes low. And it sounds like she's going low and they're meeting each other at the same place. Or maybe he's starting it. Who knows? I hope it doesn't sound like I'm excusing his vile messages or the content in any way because I'm absolutely not. But I also know that I've sent some fucking vile messages to my baby dad and it is absolutely possible that he could behave this way with her and never ever behave this way with you. Unless, of course, you had a kid together and then you ended up in some messy custody battle, of course, then this is potentially an insight into that future. Perhaps you could get there. It's always a possibility in a relationship, especially if you have children together. And if it's making you pull back, then perhaps this has changed how you see him and it will be difficult for you to move forward. And maybe you need to communicate that with him, express to him how frightening you you have found those messages and maybe speak with him about how, you know, what point is he at when he's sending things like that? Is it something that he feels that he needs to address? Is he feeling shame? Over the way that he behaves in those messages or does he think it's appropriate? I think that you should have that communication with him and maybe there are things that he could work on. Maybe he does need some CBT or some anger management, something to help him to control his emotions during those really difficult times when he's arguing with her. But given your history with him, I don't think it would be reckless or dangerous to stay with him and to take him as you found him for the last two years. But with an acknowledgement in your head that another red flag is all that you would need to absolutely run. You know, if one more thing happens, even a pink flag that makes you think, oh, there's potential for abuse, then there should be no more sticking around to find out if there's any more. But I do think it's safe enough, given the way he's behaved towards you, to allow this to be something that you can work on and not necessarily feel that you need to absolutely outright run from, unless, of course, it has massively put you off. I think it's really important to figure out, is he being unfair on her? Is he being scary towards her? Or are they both on an equal footing? And if they are, then it's definitely a fairly safe bet for you to continue as you've been going. But if, of course, he seems abusive, controlling or that he's starting this, then, of course, I would be much more concerned. But the way that you've presented it, the way he's been with you for two years, I think that it's probably not that reckless to decide to stay together. Okay. the next one says. Hi, Lala. Last week, I received a withheld call twice prank calling me.
1: It was a man masturbating on the phone whilst saying my name. I feel really freaked out because it must be someone who knows me to have my number and my name. The police have unfortunately not been as helpful as I'd have liked. Do you know of an app or anything that can reveal withheld numbers? I've heard that there is one, but Googling it
0: doesn't help me. What could I do about this situation?' this is a really frustrating and horrible situation. And I'm sorry that this has happened. And it's correct that the police can't actually do much if it's a withheld number. Even if it's not withheld, actually, to be honest, even if it's not withheld, even if they've got their whole name and number and address, very little happens. Something quite similar happened to me last year. A guy sent me multiple videos of himself wanking, like a complete stranger, But I managed to identify him because I have great people around me who can fucking do shit like that. And I got all of his information, gave everything to Gwent Police, where this man lived, and they did nothing. Literally nothing. Address everything and nothing was done. So the awful thing is that due to the outrageous underfunding and cuts to the police, the police actually do very little for things like this. You know, It is illegal and you shouldn't be subjected to malicious calls. But unfortunately, as much as many police would like to address stuff like this, there just isn't the resources or the funding anymore. You did the right thing by calling the police, though. And actually, I think you should record it and report it via the police website or by calling 101 if and when it happens again, just for safety and peace of mind. Even if the police don't do anything, I think it's important for you to have a record any time that it happens. I actually did some Googling myself on this because I thought there must be an app where you can reveal withheld numbers. But then I thought, actually, if there was one, everybody would have it. You know what I mean? And actually every stalking victim and abuse victim would be told about it so that we could all make sure that no creeps are calling us on withheld. And I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better or any worse, but it's not necessarily someone who knows you who's doing this. For them to have your phone number and your name, it could be a delivery person or it could be someone you've spoken to over the phone. You know, like from, I don't know, an electricity company or if there's someone cold calling you, you know, they could have just stolen your name and details from their files. It is a violating and creepy experience. I understand why you feel that you really want to do something about this and make sure that if they call you again, you can catch them. I remember feeling it absolutely disgusting when that man did that to me. I completely understand how you feel. It's like there's something so creepy and invasive about it. Like they've entered your home, you know what I mean? Even though they haven't. But that's how they want us to feel that's why they do it they want to freak us out they don't think that we're going to get turned on they think that we're going to be scared and that is exactly what they want so do not engage if you get that phone call again absolutely try to avoid it try to avoid answering private numbers but if you do have to answer the second that you hear it's him disconnect and do not answer again And you could change your number if it doesn't stop, which is so shit. I hate that. I hate the fact that you may have to change your number, but that may be uh, the best option if it does become something that's happening frequently. I'd like to try and reassure you by saying that this is probably some very sad little guy. He's probably got a list of names and phone numbers and he's probably doing this to more than one person. You were probably the list from last Wednesday and he's fucking moved on now, you know. Or it could well be a drunk ex or a drunk cold caller in a call centre in a different country. But I don't want you to feel like there is any direct threat to yourself they haven't tried to do anything else make yourself feel reassured with that that this really could just be some stupid idiot one-off teenagers maybe even making a prank by finding numbers on a phone but you know what I mean try not to be too worried about it if you can but report anything that makes you feel unsafe and stay alert but also relax he can't hurt you he's just a wanker with a phone Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, so I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Alright, and our last one for today says, Hi Lala, I work with a girl who recently went to her brother's wedding abroad. When she came back to work, she said how one of her brother's mates had confessed his undying love for her and apparently they grew really close. He's engaged to his partner, who he's been with for 10 years. And once back from the wedding, he did a 180 on my mate and said he needed to work on his relationship. I told her this will probably end in tears and he'll always favour his partner over her. Anyway, cut to this weekend and it was our work's Christmas due. And she left early to go to meet her brother and her brother's mate in a local pub, and I was joining them later. So once I got there, They were being really openly affectionate with each other, holding hands, being really touchy-feely. He even pinched her bum. And I had really felt for her when she originally told me, yes, the situation was making her real. And regardless of the fact that it came about from her own doing, I hated to see her or anyone suffering with anxiety. I didn't have all the facts. But now, after seeing what I witnessed, I feel like a mug for being so nice to her about the situation about two months ago, she had a one-night stand and her anxiety was really bad again. And I was nothing but supportive to her. I even helped her do our SCI test after. But literally the same night, she went out and had another one-night stand again. And I was just left feeding like a mug. But I feel so guilty for his partner. But I don't know her name and I can't message her or even if that would be the right thing to do. My friend also told me that while they're abroad, he was giving her back tickles every night, but his partner wasn't even at the wedding. So part of me finds it really hard to believe that there was nothing else that happened. Anyway, I can't exactly fall out with her as we work together every day, but this is really playing on my mind. Um, And I don't know where the girl code lies. I don't know if I should raise this or even if I should without her feeling attacked, but I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her now. On the one hand, she's acting like she's really anxious about the situation, but she isn't doing anything to discourage it, and she isn't taking the other woman's feelings remotely into account. Is she taking my kindness for weakness?
0: You know what? She sounds really messy. She sounds like she's in a really messy place at the moment. And yeah, she's not doing good things. She's doing horrible, mean, non-girl Cody selfish things. And I can see why you don't trust her from that behaviour. She sounds to me like she's operating from a place of really low self-esteem. That whole story about having a one-night stand that made her extremely anxious, doing a load of STI tests and then having a one-night stand again the same night tells you what kind of headspace this woman is in and it's not a good one. It's not a place of thriving and making great decisions from a place of self-respect and self-love, of having good boundaries and feeling really great. She's clearly feeling really alone and seeking male attention to repair her wounds. And it's not working because she's seeking out the wrong men. One night stands and attached people. And it's keeping her in an anxious cycle. He is the prick. He is the bigger prick than her because he has a commitment to someone else that he should be honouring, not fucking tickling backs and pinching bums whenever he gets the chance with his mate's sister. It's extremely annoying for you. I can see because you've given your time and energy to try to counsel someone who's going through some shit caused by a man or rather caused by her own behaviour with a man. And you're sat there being like, look, he's done a 180. It's because he's in a relationship. You can't go there, mate. Like, it's not good for you. You've given her all that time and energy and great advice. And then she's turned around and gone back to square one as soon as the man gives her a bit of attention, you know? And it can make you lose respect for people. It can make you feel like you've been a bit of a mug, that you've wasted your time and they still haven't listened to you. But sometimes we have to step back a bit. The one night stand situation shouldn't make you feel like a mug because she didn't take your advice or that you wasted your time or energy. If you're in a friendship with someone who's in a messy space, then you can't feel betrayed or let down or disrespected if they don't follow your advice. She's probably taking in a lot of your advice and you should definitely keep giving it to her. She may well be taking it in without actually taking it, you know, still going in there. Be clear with her about the fact that she's being a fuckpoint enabler, but also come from a place of compassion, because that's what she needs. She needs to know that even without a man loving her, she is loved and she is cared for. She actually needs to be single for a bit, I think, for some time. Have you told her to read my book? You actually now can't tell her to listen to my podcast because she might hear this but I think she needs that kind of help and advice. She needs something to help her feel better about herself to then make better choices and be able to take the advice that you're giving her. And giving her compassion doesn't mean that I'm saying she hasn't done something really shit to the partner of this man, though he has obviously done something a lot shitter. But my view is that just because somebody makes a fucking stupid possibly limerence-based, anxiety-based, low self-esteem-driven mistake and does something shitty, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a shitty person. Good people can do really shit things, but also shit people can do good things too, so we do need to watch out for that. We need to look at patterns of behavior. Are they constantly being a shitty person? You know, and in this one, yeah, she was a shitty person to this, you know, partner of this engaged man. But the one night stand thing, that wasn't her being a shitty person. That was her treating herself like shit, you know? So are there other patterns of behavior that would indicate that she's, you know, morally not in line with you? The point is, I don't think she's taken your kindness for weakness. I think she's just clung onto your friendship and she's offloading on you. And the truth is that she can be anxious about all this. She can be hating what she's doing. She cannot want to be involved in any of it while still actively pursuing it, you know? Sometimes we do these really fucked up things that we don't even want to do. We run towards situations that are making us feel bad because that's what's familiar. If the way she's been behaving has actually made you not like her, then don't continue to be her friend. That would be fake and would be unfair on her and you. But if you actually like her and you want to maintain some kind of friendship, then be frank with her that you value her, but you're uncomfortable with what she's doing because you have strong principles around girl code. And good on you for that. But you can't necessarily force her to take your advice or to behave in a different way. Just try to make sure that you understand that she's not behaving in this way to directly disrespect you. This is her mess. Okay, there we go. Another three. I hope you've all enjoyed that. Head to my page as per usual, where we will be talking about two of these. And remember, be kind. You know, actually, there's none of these where I think actually we'd necessarily need to put that disclaimer on it. But sometimes people are so mean in my comments and it's just unnecessary. We all need to show each other a bit of love and compassion and kindness. And that is the biggest way to change things. So I hope you have a good rest of your week. I hope to see you on my page. And that's it for another day. Love you lots. La la la, let me explain. This
2: has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.